Let me tell you a story. Four German friends met at university. One of their mates was a CTO at a small company who was stunned by the serious lack of process for recruitment or payroll and absolutely no software in sight. It was so inefficient. This inspired the friends to found Personio. Since then, they built it into an $8.5 billion company, Europe's biggest in the space. Not bad for a bunch of students, huh? The reason they've got so big is they solve a big problem for business leaders. They make tedious, time-consuming HR processes easy, so you can focus on more important things. Their software handles stuff like booking time off, of course, but also includes joined-up experiences for hiring, onboarding, offboarding, reporting, you name it, they do it. So, if you're leading a small or medium-sized business and want to spend less time and effort on HR admin, then book a demo at personio.com forward slash secret leaders. That's personio.com forward slash secret leaders. There's a link in the show notes. I definitely was pretty bummed out. Definitely hit pretty hard. I think it's that whole, like, I'm in trouble feeling. I'm going to get in trouble with my teammates because I didn't do more than my fair share. In fact, I, like, performed under my fair share. And at this time, I really had felt like the technology was my responsibility. The company was my responsibility. So definitely disappointed in the overall outcome. That's AJ Keller, the co-founder of Neurosity, who make brain imaging devices you can use at home. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the epic failure that put him on the path to where he is today. AJ's first foray into brain imaging brought him to a point in the summer of 2017 when everything was riding on him and his teammates winning at an NYU startup pitch competition. If they won, they would get the funding they needed to turn their company into a real thing. Fail, however, and their venture would be over. You've probably seen a film which ends with the Battle of the Bands, like School of Rock, for example. It's the big goal at the end of the film, a competition on stage in front of hundreds of people where the protagonist can get what they want against the odds. This was AJ's reality, but in startup world. How had he got pulled into this? I went on down to NYU uh, Business School, um, which, you know, I was told had the best entrepreneurs in New York City. And uh, found, you know, found myself, uh, you know, a business competition and sort of worked my way into this. And I was building technology at the time, uh, you know, to image the brain at home. But what I didn't have was really the, you know, the, the funding from, uh, you know, venture capitalists to be able to work on this full time. And that's really what I wanted. I wanted to build a team. So I saw this opportunity to go, you know, sort of plug myself into the NYU ecosystem um, found a co-founder, found another teammate as well. And we all said, you know, if we can win this business competition, we could, you know, start this company and we'll all start it together. And, you know, we'll have, you know, uh, it really formed this thing. Okay, so you get the stakes. One competition which can make or break this seedling of a company. So what were they even trying to do? The biggest thing that we were pushing at this time and that I was really focused on was uh, replacing the keyboard and mouse due to like ergonomic impediments felt by a lot of the knowledge workers in the world. You have, you know, radiologists who are just scrolling down on the mouse for like eight hours a day looking at uh, radiology images. And, you know, we were doing this sort of user research and understanding that, hey, if we could create a device where they just have to think about scrolling instead of actually scrolling, uh, their ergonomic impact will be dramatically reduced, their quality of life will improve, and all of a sudden we have a product that people are using every day. Uh, and so that was something we were calling Think to Scroll. So 
you, the system would actually go on top of your head. It was hidden under a baseball cap at the time. Uh, and there was software that the baseball cap would communicate with over a Bluetooth connection. That comes important later on in the story. But uh, the hat was communicating through Bluetooth, sort of how like a speaker connects to your phone to play music. Same concept. It is susceptible to that clipping where if you walk too far away from your speaker, all of a sudden the music starts breaking up. And that's sort of what we would eventually go on to experience and that would derail us. But um, that was essentially it. It was a rudimentary brain imaging device built into a baseball cap. I'm standing on stage pitching this. I have spent the last year and a half working on software that essentially in real time is learning what the energy in your brain looks like when you're imagining moving your arm versus resting and relaxing and sort of in a baseline and being able to understand, well, what is the probability that this person is thinking to imagine this movement? And if that's a high enough probability, we scroll down to the next image the radiologist is looking at. So you think of moving your arm down, the page scrolls down. They'd sailed through the quarterfinals and semis. They were in the final, and AJ decided they needed to get real. Having just talked about what they were going to build in previous rounds, in the final, they were going to show the judges a working prototype. Expecting to show the audience, uh, essentially have the audience or the judges at this time say, scroll down on the screen. And for me to be able to scroll down on the screen, then be able to say, stop, me stop, and the scrolling stops, and you know, then be able to resume it again. But essentially that the judges had free control over the scrolling of the screen of the presentation in front of a room of you know, 250 plus people, uh, and they could voluntarily control it just by telling me what to do during the live demo portion of the pitch. So AJ's future is riding on this pitch. He's hoping the next 10 minutes will unlock the rest of his career. Right before I'm going on stage, I'm like waiting for my turn to go up. There are, you know, literally I can hear people pitching in the background and I'm trying, standing right outside the room, trying to focus on imagining moving my left arm versus a baseline and imagining moving my left arm. And you have to also remember that when like people ask you to do these things, it gets, it, it makes me nervous. So I get nervous, like when people ask me to, you know, think to scroll because it's just like a scary thing. And like, I'm still new at it. Like I was learning and I was getting better, but it's scary. Like there's this whole human nature to it where if I can't focus and do the imagined movement, the very similar way that I trained it on, then it's not going to work at all. So uh, here I am standing very still. I can't move a muscle because if you move, then the signals go crazy. So I'm training the system up. I go on stage. Uh, it's our turn. We go up there. You know, my parents are in the audience. Uh, my best friend Austin is in the audience, I think with his future wife. Um, so definitely have like a lot of support. Uh, I think, you know, it was definitely like 200 plus people all packed into this little room. Uh, and I'm pitching and, you know, we introduce ourselves. And at the time we were calling ourselves Waho Wearables uh, after uh, Waffle House, because the first hat we built was a Waffle House hat. You know, uh, I don't know what we were thinking, but that's what we were thinking. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we're pitching and we're saying, hey, you know, like the mouse is, you know, you're clicking the mouse a thousand times a day. You're scrolling miles like wouldn't it be amazing if you could, you know, use your brain to control technology and we go to give the demo 
and it just doesn't work at all. And the whole thing just crashes. And I can see the transmission light between my headset and the computer. It's supposed to be solid red, indicating like a great connection. And I just see this little red LED just like dying, just like brighting, lighting up and then fading, lighting up and fading. Every time one of those fading happens is like the clipping of the audio speaker I talked about earlier, where like you're too far away from the speaker, but it's clipping. And I'm standing right above the computer, like I'm a foot away from it. It should be fine. I didn't know, but there's something called channels in Bluetooth. And there's a limited number of channels that Bluetooth devices can talk to each other on. And so what actually ended up happening was the blue, there's too much Bluetooth in the room and the connection failed and we weren't able to stream the data continuously into the computer and the, the program crashed. And so I'm like, holy smokes, what am I supposed to do? But what I decided to do at that moment, you know, I mean, like, this is like the scariest thing, right? Like I'm trying to demo, the thing isn't working. My co-founder is standing on the other side of the stage, like looking at me, cause we had decided to also do a team pitch where like I pitch and then he pitches also a terrible idea, but like the switching back and forth and you know, everyone's sort of staring at me. So I go, well, I can at least show you how to train a real time system. And so I was able to show, I was able to like restart the thing and I was able to show the system like learn in real time. But at that point I had to like say, I couldn't show it being applied. I couldn't do the demo of the judges, you know, telling me to control it and seeing the screen scroll down, just like we ran out of time. And uh, that was the, I guess, second to last time I ever would go on to see most of those teammates. Wow. So it really was make or break for that company. What did the judges make of their pitch? Yeah, we got roasted by judges right on the spot. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like right after, you know, asking questions as much as like, I mean, definitely one I remember, but was like, why would you like, how would you be successful against a company like Apple making the same technology? <laughs> really hard questions to answer, you know, that have no real answer, but they're almost like how many ping pong balls could you fit on a school bus type questions. And I, I think when you're in the moment, when I was in the moment, I didn't realize that, that these are tests to see how you think as a leader, not uh have you done the knowledge have you done the necessary like research ahead of time and there's yeah i didn't understand that as you know i've experienced my fair share of failure but i wonder what it feels like to have such a public failure on stage in front of so many people i get into this point it almost feels like i'm in trouble like uh i'm in trouble from something i did wrong like uh and i've got to get scolded by someone who's in like a position of authority to me so often it feels like the same type of emotion, scared, a sinking feeling in my chest, sweat forming on my back, heart racing, uh, like vision narrowing. And you, I go into this sort of like um, fight or flight mode where um, I have to solve it. I have to come up with a solution. I have to try and work my way out of this like if I was about to get in trouble or something to try and like preserve myself. His mate took him out for a commiseratory pint. AJ worried it would be the end of the company. And it was. He also wondered how he'd make it as an entrepreneur. But looking back, he realizes he was taking the Silicon Valley playbook too much to heart. He found a new North Star, a new battle of the bands after he'd got his mojo back.
I think the thing that gave me the confidence I needed was just the intuition that the problem that I had was so typical of what other people experience and that I was able to see a solution that was a better solution to the, you know, the problem I had. And I sort of let that be gravity for me. Uh, I let I let that new idea pull me forward, uh, pull me out of bed, you know, to, to start working on it. Um, and so that was really like the saving grace, I think, was having, you know, one single idea to work on. I still had like a couple contracts that I was working on at the time. So I certainly like took a little bit of time off, but I really immediately started trying to go back to my roots, you know, which was the technology and not stress out as much about uh, fitting this perfect mold that is a software startup, you know, in, you know, a seed stage, a pre-seed stage software startup is not my company. And I think I was really trying to fit my company into this 12 deck, you know, Y Combinator safe problem solution format. And uh, it was just not the right way. You know, I, I think it was less trying to be like the next Mark Zuckerberg and really trying to be like the first AJ Keller and really trying to figure out, well, what I'm doing here is new and that's okay. Um, and it's pulled by the product, it's product led growth and, and really sort of transitioned into that. Uh, and that, that took a while. I mean, that whole summer I was very defeated. Um, you know, I think uh, this was like 2016. So, you know, it, it took me a while, but eventually by, you know, mid, or this was uh, 2017. So by, you know, maybe six months later, seven months later, uh, I had met back up with my current co-founder and, and, you know, things started to look a little bit better. Um, but even getting my current co-founder on, was a challenge and you know it, it was still scary for me like i remember being terrified if i was going to be able to get uh alex my current co-founder at neurosity to be able to join the team and i thought he was going to want to go do his own company so it was that same trauma that same experience of like okay here we go again like am i going to be able to build a team you know but it turned out that alex approached me at the same exact time to build a team and it totally felt right and it was totally like night and day from me going and trying to find a co-founder versus having someone else trying to find me at the same exact time. AJ Keller on letting the failures slide so the potential successes can pull you forward. Thanks for listening to this episode. I've been your host, Dan Murray-Serta. If you like this episode, please hit follow or subscribe. See you next time. Here at Mindset Win, we want to give you the tools to become better at what you do. Taking inspiration and wisdom from our guests, we will hear stories, strategies, tips and tricks. Told by leading names in sport and beyond. Who know what it takes to get to the very top. There will be two episodes each week packed with amazing stories and practical takeaways for us all to follow. Search for Mindset Win on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app.